Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ella Gelman, and in today's episode we are going to be doing the week four review of the league, my own fantasy football league. We have a lot of matchups to cover, we have a trade to look over, and a bunch of other stuff to do. So let's not waste any more time and let's get right into the episode. So let's just start off right with the news that we had um, right after I recorded week three's episode and after I finished editing that and published uh, published it, there was another trade that happened in our league. So let's just look at this right now. So Chicago Bihars, uh, led by league, uh, led by team manager A. Bihar, gave up Chris Godwin, DJ Chark, David Montgomery, um, and... Uh, making a chark on the league, he had recently changed his name, uh, led by Johnny Katz, gave up Antonio Gibson, Michael Gallup, and Robert Woods. So looking at this for face value, this trade does not seem so fair um, for Abe, um, but um, Abe was in a little bit of a sticky situation because Chris Godwin, one of his best players, was when this trade happened, was projected to miss around three weeks. And it was 0-3 at the time, and he had to make a trade that would allow him to start a wide receiver. So he traded for Robert Woods, which allowed him to play him this uh, for these next three weeks. He had to give up DJ Chark and David Montgomery, but arguably, I would I would say that Antonio Gibson has been playing better than David Montgomery. David Montgomery, and Michael Gallup, while not at the same level of DJ Chark, is. Um, similar and kind of in the same tier so um johnny kind of going kind of still johnny's team still doing uh well and kind of in the playoff race and in a comfortable spot right now but they've had to make a trade um to finally get a win and we will see later on that that uh that trade actually worked out for him so let's go to the first matchup of the week i always like to do the least um uh, competitive match first uh for every week so the first match we have is cup of joe versus saquon acl and as you can see the score does not show how much of a slaughter this was by jacob uh, by cup of joe at one point i think it was 157 to uh to 50 to 51 uh just over a 100 point uh differential and that was largely because jacob had three of the highest scoring players um for the week Dak Prescott was the highest scoring quarterback this week. Joe Mixon was the highest um, uh, scoring wide receiver, I mean, running back this week. And Amari Cooper was a top five, I think maybe even a top three wide receiver this week. So Robert really had no chance. Oh, he also, uh, Plum also had the third best tight end. And his whole team played really, really uh, well, besides really the kicker and Keenan Allen and Marcus valdez Scantley. So not his whole team but a really good performance by Plum's team. And then just Robert's team played extremely, extremely uh, terrible. Uh, AJ Green was 0.3, was in the discussion for dud of the week, but he will not actually be the dud. Another dud of the week uh, contender, uh, Tyler Lockett, but he also won't be it. But you did have a good game from Ty Todd Gurley, a good game from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Josh Jacobs kind of uh, dropped the bag there. Uh, Jerry McKinnon had a good game. 
Um, he had some players that had solid games, but then you can't win. You're never going to win a fantasy game with a player that has 0.3 points. So just not a good game for Robert. Robert at one and three now, last in the league. Plum is second in the league with a record of three and one. Robert might be looking to make another trade soon as his team looks like it needs a lot, a lot of help. Uh, so let's go on to the next matchup we have. And this matchup is a little, uh, it's not really interesting with the score, but the story behind it um, is very interesting. So we have Chicago Bihars, uh, who, who we just talked about who made that trade, versus uh, Jake's team um, and Johnson. So let's first start with Jake's team. And as you can see right here, I mean, let's start with Abe's team. And as you can see right here, there's no quarterback. Um, this is the final uh, scoring, a uh, box score, and there's no quarterback there. And that is because Abe was starting a uh, Abe was starting Cam Newton, but he, we got the news that he um, had COVID and was not going to be playing. But Abe did not have enough time uh, to uh, that to change his lineup, so he was without a quarterback this week. But still won by around 40 points. It was a total massacre by Abe. He had a great game from Dalvin Cook. An amazing, amazing game from George Kittle. He started off the week strong with a good week from Melvin Gordon. Um, and uh, Will Fuller had a good game. All of his players played really, really well. And that trade, while none of those players played for him this week, uh, Robert Woods didn't also make a big difference, but he made the trade and he got the win. And on the other hand, Jake, of course, Jake lost, but he lost like course he lost by 40 but he lost so much more because Nick Chubb you can't see here but he was placed on IR and he's going to be missing um missing uh, they said around six to eight weeks and Julio Jones also got injured and Michael Thomas is on his bench who's in, already injured and Cortland Sutton and Le'Veon Bell and Tariq Cohen so Jake's team has been filled with injuries um and now he's had to start players like Emmanuel Sanders who's had who had a good game but Jake my running backs are available to trade um, I'm, I'm going to be awaiting your offer. I'm in need for a wide receiver. So just hit me up. Um, it seems like you might need to improve your team. Um, uh, Zach Ertz had a pretty bad game. Of course, Josh Allen had a great game. Chris Carson too, but not enough for Abe's uh, quarterback list team. So Abe got his first dub of the season, uh, moved up two spots in the rankings. Now only one spot behind Jake with a record of one and three, while Jake is still... Um, in the playoff hunt with a record of 2-2 two and two and 5th in the league. Now let's go to the next matchup we have here, and that is making a chart on the league, Johnny's team versus CD's nuts uh, with RL's, uh, RL's team. So this uh, was a pretty close game, actually. Coming into Monday night, I thought RL was actually going to win. He, According to ESPN, he was projected to win. Uh, but he just not did not get a lot of production from Calvin Ridley, who ended up with a goose egg with zero points. And we're going to be talking about him a little later in the episode. But Ariel's team played okay. His defense was okay. Noah Fant, I know, went down with an injury, but wasn't really productive before. DJ Moore, again, another big disappointing week. Daryl Henderson, disappointing. And Russell Wilson, 20 points is solid, but for an MVP candidate and the number one ranked quarterback in the uh, in fantasy football, only 20 points is pretty disappointing. Um, and then you go to Johnny's team, and his team also uh, was a little up and down, but he had some players that had big games with Mike Davis, uh, Adam Thielen, and Deshaun Watson. Um, again, he also had a wide receiver that had zero points, Brandon Cooks, um, but 
Uh, also, his kicker had a great game. But yeah, Johnny did win this week, is now 2-2 two and two and fourth in the league, while Ariel is 2-2 two and two and still third in the league. So both uh, still uh, both are in the playoffs as of right now. Um, and uh, same thing to Johnny and Ariel. It seems like you guys are in need of running backs because I would not want to start Daryl Henderson and Mike Davis. Mike Davis's time as a running back in fantasy football is running out because Christian McCaffrey is coming back. So I would uh, like you guys to shoot me an offer over for a wide receiver, a solid wide receiver. All my running backs are available. And uh, yeah, so let's go on to the last matchup of the week. And this was most this was the most competitive matchup of the week. And that is uh, my team, Fresh Prince of Hilaire versus Underperformers. So I just want to give a little, um, before we start, I just want to give my, I guess you, my, uh, my uh, empathy, my apology to uh, the Underperformers. You can't see now, but on Underperformers bench um, is Odell Beckham Jr., who was the wide receiver one this week. He uh, sadly did not play him in this lineup, and that would have obviously brought him over the top in um, uh, beat me in this uh, matchup, but he did not. Um, so I'm just sorry that happened to you, Jeremy. Hopefully, uh, that doesn't happen again. But that was not the only bad news for the Jeremy's team. Austin Eckler, um, early in the first quarter, or maybe it was the first half, went down with uh, a hamstring and knee injury, and that uh, he only finished the game with 1.4 points, and he's going to be out for around six uh, weeks. So that is a big, big, um, that's just really tough for Jamie's team. And again, he's going to have to trade for a running back because he also has Raheem Mostert on his bench, who is coming back soon, but uh, might be a little hobbled. And Jamie, I'm available to trade if you're looking to trade. And then we go to my team. And I had a pretty good overall performance from um, everyone on my team. I think all my wide receivers scored double digits. I had Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which had a good game. Lamar Jackson, which had a pretty good game. Uh, well, great game with 24. And then you have my running back, Kenyon Drake, with 3.4 points, playing extremely, extremely t uh, bad, uh, over 10 points under his projection. Um, but yeah, I'm really stacked on the running back position. I got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Kenyon Drake, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry didn't play this week, so he's on my bench. And I also have Kareem Hunt on my bench, who's going to be coming into a bigger role now with um, Nick Chubb injured. So Everyone that's watching this video in the league, I have a lot of running backs and I need to get rid of some and I'm looking for, I'm in the wide receiver market, so I'm available to trade. And uh, so yeah, I won by around uh, eight points and we came into Monday, I always came into Monday night around up by around 17 points and then Patrick Mahomes had a good game and uh, Clyde O'Dellaire um, had an okay game, but so then I came into the second game the Packers and the Falcons only up by, I think, um, I'm not exactly sure how many, only like five points, but Hayden Hurst didn't have such a good game, and Mason Crosby kicked a clutch field goal at the end to really put me up and kind of secure this win. So I am 4-0 right now, starting off the season really, really well, first in the league, and uh, Jeremy falls to seventh in the league with a record of 1-3, and three. might have to trade for someone, especially with bye weeks coming up and um, injuries. So, yeah, so a great, great, another great week for my team, and hopefully we can continue this momentum into week five. And just before we get to this studs and dud 
of the week. Let's just look at the rankings we have here after week four. So we have Fresh Prince of Alaire, 4 0 record, right behind him, uh, right behind me, excuse me, um, is Cupa Joe with a record of 3 1, and he is actually my week five matchup. So whoever wins this game, uh, will most likely jump up or stay. Well, I will stay if I win at first place, or I will go down to second place. And then we also have CD's Nuts, uh, two and two, making a Shark Johnson um, all at two and two. And then we have the last three teams: Chicago Bihar, Saquon ACL, and Underperformers at one and three. So still very tight. Only last place and first place only uh, uh, only uh, only difference by three games. So still a lot of uh, fantasy football to play and uh, the standings can still shake up a lot. And so now let's go to our stud and our dud of the week. Let's first off, let's first off start off with our dud of the week. And that is no one but where um, Calvin Ridley wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. So he, excuse me, Calvin Ridley was coming into this game as I think the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. And he did have a, a tough matchup with Green Bay, uh, but I, we, well, consensus and myself, I predict them have a big game because they're going to be behind a lot. They're going to have to throw the ball, uh, garbage time and whatever. And Calvin really, um, and he would just have a big game. which projected 12 points, which is pretty solid. But he did not have one single reception. He had a few targets. I don't, probably not even over five targets. I watched that whole game and I felt like he was not playing at all. Um, and especially for the ranking where he was at uh, week four, a top 10 uh, rank for uh, for this past week and with zero points. And if he had just had, and I'm not, Ariel lost by, Ariel lost by 19 points. And if Calvin Ridley had 19 points, which is not such a crazy amount for a wide receiver of his caliber, in, especially in fantasy football, Ariel would have won that week. And so I chose him especially because, he had zero points, but also he would have made a big, big difference if he could have, if he would have had just, if he would have had a solid game. Um, so moving on from the stud, let's go to uh, the good part of the week. Let's go to the, excuse me, moving off from the dud of the week. How many is the dud of the week? Let's move on to the stud of the week. Stud of the week is Joe Mixon running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. And so I chose Joe Mixon for a few reasons. One is because he had 36 points. He was the number one uh, running back in fantasy football this week. Uh, so a crazy performance, three touchdowns, like uh, 200 uh, scrimmage yards, and a crazy, crazy performance. But along with that, he was not ranked high this week. He would play against Jacksonville. It was not an okay, it was a pretty bad defense, but an okay front seven. And so we thought that they would kind of. Uh, stop Joe Mixon, and especially because Junavi Bernard has looked to kind of take some of Mixon's role and some of his carries, but um, and he was not ranked so high in the rankings for week four, but had a crazy game, 36 points, led Plum to a total uh, a total massacre against Robert, and a big, big win for Plum uh, at 3-1. And, one. and uh, with that, that is going to end the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching, depending on what platform you are on. Make sure to follow on Spotify and on Apple Music. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter at The Gelman Report. And yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and goodbye.